Thanks for joining Impact Boom. On this episode... Our government has introduced a social innovation action plan that strengthens links with the international community and brings Taiwan in line with the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. On the domestic front, the plan also encourages inclusive development of the economy, society, and environment, and creates a new model of economic growth based on the core value of innovation, employment, and equity distribution. Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. My name's Tom Allen, and I'm passionate about bringing you the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. Today, we're speaking with the three winners of the Asia-Pacific Social Innovation Partnership Award, APSIPA in the inclusive business category. We're talking to Cathay United Bank, based out of Taiwan, Social Enterprise Revolving Trust from Taiwan, and Viet Trang Handicraft in Vietnam. With the gradual increase of global risks, how can we develop innovative practices to ensure a future where sustainability becomes mainstream? The Asia-Pacific Social Innovation Partnership Award is established to explore dynamic social innovation models in the Asia-Pacific and to motivate more changemakers to contribute to social innovation, discovering and celebrating social innovation partnerships that connect diverse stakeholders and make significant social impact. Partnership cases are required to set the UN's SDGs as their core value, and the award sets motivating social innovation partnerships as its purpose, integrating the 17 sustainable development goals sorted into three categories, biosphere sustainability, inclusive business, and social prosperity. Three winners were chosen from each category, and there's also one special jury prize chosen by the judging panel. And today's specific inclusive business award category values socially innovative approaches to economic activities and commerce. Innovation in terms of economics does not only imply increase in income or employment, but also decrease in inequality and negative impacts, as well as responsible measures to forward economic growth and cycles. So I'm here with the three respective leaders from these organizations today. Sean Chang from Cafe United Bank. We have Uyen Le from Viet Trang Handicrafts and Edward Chow from the Social Enterprise Revolving Trust. All very three interesting organizations here. So we have Cafe United Bank, which cooperated with the Taipei City Government an SME Credit Guarantee Fund of Taiwan, providing convenient and friendly financing approaches to support the growth of social enterprises. Now, since the project started in July 2017, the project has reached a total loan amount of 74.6 million and 14 social enterprises with loan approval rate at 100%. We also have the Social Enterprise Revolving Trust, or CERT, 
And CERT and KPMG Sustainability Consulting jointly designed the Social Impact Preferred Stock, or SIPs. The investment method, which is the first of its kind in the Asia-Pacific region, takes advantage of the nature of preferred stocks to negotiate investment conditions and helps investors and investees manage social impact more efficiently. CERT has successfully made its first social impact preferred stock investment. And the investee, Mediate Co Limited, is a telehealth innovative company. As of December 2021, the indicators set to monitor impact generated through the investment were all on track. And finally, Viet Trang Handicraft is a long history Vietnamese handicraft supplier. The company is specialized in producing and exporting natural fiber handwoven handicrafts. And at this time, they've exported to over 20 countries, all on five continents, and worked with about 600 local weaving artisans. Viet Trang recycles 100 tons of corn husks annually in making handicrafts and 237 tons of CO2 emissions is cut down annually through Viet Trang's chemical-free production and recycling practices. So it's great to have these three different organizations on the line with us today. Thanks so much for joining us. And let's start by learning a little bit more about your projects, the impact they're creating and what led to your passion in social innovation. Sean Chang from Cathay United Bank. Let's hear from you first. Thank you. Cathay United Bank, also known as CUBU, initiated this project and collaborates with Taipei City Government and SME Credit Guarantee Fund of Taiwan. In the beginning, Taipei City Government, they coached those social enterprise for about six months. Then CUB helps them improve their finance, provides them with financial management, financial advice, and financial planning to assist them grow their business. With a credit guarantee provided from SME Credit Guarantee Fund of Taiwan, CUB also provides short-term, mid-term, or long-term loans for capital needs with easier loan application process. We assist those social enterprises to gradually improve their business models and make their business operation more sustainable. Those social enterprises that qualify for the project adopt SDGs at their core value, and we already help them overcome the great difficulties in applying corporate loans due to their thin profit margin and insufficient repayment ability. We dedicate to environmental sustainability and provide low interest rate loans to help them grow. Our customer operates business successfully and both their stakeholders and stockholders benefit from it. We also help our customer promoting their products. The project has also been widely known among social enterprise, and we hope we could shift the economic activities to a new business model. Furthermore, we do have some influence and impact on banking community. And I'm very glad some local Taiwan banks also followed our step and joined the alliance in 2019. ESG is embedded in our bank's DNA and in recent years, environmental protection, human rights, and corporate social responsibility are getting more attention in global society. And sustainable management has become a widely discussed topic among leading companies in Taiwan. For Cassie United Bank, sustainability means to implement CSR to the very core of our basic financing. This drives us to adopt the equator principles and become the very first signatory in Taiwan to minimize ESG risk and assist opportunity derived from the action. 
and our commitment of CSRs to consistently improve the internal loan approval process as well as our products and service, which we firmly believe will bring us and the society to a more sustainable future. Thank you. Thanks very much, Sean. It's great to hear more about the work that you and the team have been doing. So that's great. Uyen, let's cross to you and hear a little bit more about Viet Trang Handicrafts, the impact you're creating and what led to your passion in social innovation. Thank you for your introduction. I'm very honored to be here with Impact Boom and my fellows here. So Viet Trang Handicrafts is a 20-year manufacturer and exporter of Vietnamese handicrafts, specialized in natural fibers hand-woven products. Since 2015, we have changed our strategic direction to the mission of enhancing Vietnamese craftsmanship in the global market with sustainability values. Since then, we have been exporting to more than 20 countries, working with about 600 local weaving artisans, and most of them are women living in rural areas, especially in the traditional craft village. We've been also focusing on product development and production enhancement to make it more sustainable. For example, we strongly reduced chemical dyeing as it might cause river pollution. Instead, we try to combine various natural fibers with different original colors for our design. Besides, we are passionate about seeking for new materials from the leftover materials like corn husk leaf, what farmers used to burn away, but now we can buy and reuse them to make our products and to create value. Last but not least, we are quite happy that our business can also inspire more and more young Vietnamese people to care to know more about sustainability philosophy in business and in life, as well as they promote cultural heritage on the world map. So what led me to social innovation, I think, can be originated from my cultural exchange internship in Philippines in 2009, when I worked for Gawa Kalinga. It is one of the biggest organizations supporting social entrepreneurship in the Philippines. But in Vietnam, we had no idea about the term social enterprise or social entrepreneurship. Therefore, after coming back, I would still work for some corporates and startups to prepare for my own business. But I also still couldn't fulfill myself if doing business just for financial return. So that's why I came to the UK to learn about social entrepreneurship for a master degree and decided that is what I want to pursue for my career path. I figured out that I love to be a business that can generate impacts for society, environment, and especially for Vietnam culture besides financial growth. This is what led me to the passion in social innovation. Thanks so much for sharing that. It's a great story and it sounds like you're doing some amazing work there. So it's great to hear. Edward Chow, let's cross to you because uh, we can hear a little bit more about CERT, the Social Enterprise Revolving Trust. Tell us more. Let me introduce CERT. CERT was initiated in 2016 and is the first charitable trust to benefit the society by impact investing in Taiwan. The trust is governed by a board with eight members of different professional fields, such as finance, law, social work, and so on. During the regular board meetings, I enjoy not only offering advice based on my knowledge in financial management, but also getting to know innovative ideas and young people that are attempting to change the world. Now I would like to introduce Social Impact Preferred Stocks, SIPs. The aim of CERT is more than simply investing in several social enterprises and helping them scale. We hope that these pilots convey a clear message to all investors. Investing can bring positive financial and social return at the same time. Therefore, together with KPMG Taiwan, 
we developed the first social impact preferred stock in Asia Pacific. Taking advantage of the nature of preferred stocks, SIPs assist investors and investees manage social impact more efficiently with the SED mechanism. S stands for scoping the potential investees' social mission and goals. The two E's are engaging in the investee's impact investment to evaluate its impact results quarterly. Finally, the D is to review the final delivery to decide the purchase price of the stocks. The fund will then reinvest the capital to support other social enterprises. Now I would like to present the first successful investment made with SIPs. In, in mid-2021, CERT successfully made our first investment with the SIPs to support Mediate, the pioneer of telehealth in Taiwan. We assist them in setting up a clear impact plan and picking four indexes to demonstrate its impact on making mental health resources more accessible to those in need. And Mediate reaches all four targets last year. Thanks very much for sharing that, Edward. Great to hear. Now, winning the APSIPER Award highlights all of your dedication, hard work and skills to innovate. So let's hear a little bit more about the observations of social innovation and the movement in your respective countries. And where do you see key opportunities and next steps? Sean Chang, what do you see in the social innovation movement where you're based? Our government has introduced a social innovation action plan that strengthens links with the international community and brings Taiwan in line with the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. On the domestic front, the plan also encourages inclusive development of the economy, society, and the environment, and creates a new model of economic growth based on the core value of innovation, employment, and the equity distribution. For Cassie Financial Holdings, we built some successful social innovation projects. I can take one example. In Cassie Financial Holdings, we entered into the first renewable energy purchase collaboration project in Taiwan with Dingshan Lohas Development Association in 2019. We denoted $2 million from the employee weight loss contest to install solar rooftops in the Dingshan campus of a Wugang Elementary School in Taiwan. The solar panel generates 90,000 kilowatt hours of electricity each year, which is purchased and used by Cassie Group. And the proceeds are used as a fund for elderly activities, creating a positive cycle of weight loss, renewable energy. In December 2021, the solar power plant in the Wugang Elementary Elementary School Dingshan campus in the Chigu Dingshan community, Tainan, was completed. The green electricity will be purchased by CASE for its own use so as to create maximize environmental benefits. The money from purchasing electricity will also be paid back to the elderly people living in the Dingshan community to provide community meals, activities, and enhance the prosperity of the community. This is a rare initiative in the green energy public welfare model and is the first case of the collaboration project for financial industry renewable power purchase agreement. That's just one of the activity of, of Cathay Financial Group in the past. Thank you. Thanks very much. It's great to hear more. And Uyin, let's hear a little bit more about Vietnam. What are your observations of the social innovation movement over there? 
I think it's quite positive that nowadays sustainability is more acknowledged in a quite strong movement and in both public and private sector. Specifically, Vietnam has a national green growth strategy with the vision to 2050 targeting to accomplish green growth in order to achieve economic prosperity, environmental sustainability, and social equality. Although it's quite recent, the good news for us when we have a national orientation and mm. support from the government, as I believe the government can implement the strong motivation for the social innovation of a for the private sector as more and more companies, they are integrating sustainability into their business model and strategy in big companies and also small companies. Many conference and NGOs programs keeping raising awareness as well as fostering the social innovation in private sector. I even start some venture capital here in Vietnam, starting to seeking for the startups and accelerate the startups that they have the initiatives and ideas for good for the earth and for society. We still have many challenges for the social innovation here, but I think we are on still on the right track in the social innovation movement. But some of the challenges, I think, can be cut. We are still lacking of some key stakeholders for the social innovation ecosystem for impact investors, and especially the awareness of the social and environmental impacts quite limited in general population. I'm still quite optimistic. For the key opportunities and next steps, I'm really hopeful for for leaders and the young leaders in Vietnam because they will be the one who will initiate the social innovation. Therefore, I'm looking forward to seeing more the social innovation and entrepreneurship courses, classes in school and leadership programs, not just in the business field, but I hope I can see more in other fields like engineering, science, and even in the long run, we can see in the high school too. Considering the innovation in the business world, I hope that I can see more stakeholders to join hands with us, especially supporting factors like investor accelerators, government and banks like Cathay Bank. I hope that I can see here more in Vietnam. There's some great insights there. Thanks for breaking that down and sharing it with us all. Edward, let's hear from you as well, because you obviously have some good insights of the social innovation movement where you're based too. Can you tell a little bit more? My observations of the development of social innovation in Taiwan is as follows. I see great potential in the development of social innovation in Taiwan. Since 2014, the central government has been very supportive and offers free courses concessionary loan, free promotion, etc. As a result, more and more social innovative organizations have been coming up with new business models to solve social or environmental challenges. Currently, there are more than 700 such organizations on this small island. Currently, we are identifying key issues and call more people to join. From our point of view, there are three key factors for further growing the social innovative ecosystem in Taiwan. The first is identify key social and or environmental issues that are crucial and urgent to the future of Taiwan. These issues should be those that fund managers, owners, and social innovators eager to solve. The second is bridge investors and social innovative organizations, providers, with a well-designed mechanism it is crucial for the two to work hand-in-hand hand to scale innovative solutions to the key challenges. And SIPS is a vehicle that we believe can make this possible. The third is set examples that boost confidence in investors. Only by doing so will investors be willing and even excited to take actions. 
with social innovators. This is also what CERT aims to do in the long term. Thank you, Edward. Let's hear from you all now in regards to some of the key learnings that have come up whilst you've been at work on your initiatives. What's one piece of advice that you'd be giving to other business people who'd like to use a more inclusive approach? Sean, what about you? First, create a new path for social economy flow and allow everyone to have an equitable start on the path to success. Secondly, ensure everyone has equal development opportunities. Cassie Financial Holdings has formed alliance with multiple strategic partners in sustainability actions and support the youth underprivileged and women in gaining knowledge and skill. They can gain confidence, become independent, and realize their potential when facing a rapidly changing social environment. We have three goals. One, realize financial inclusion by providing innovative financial products and master the needs of the underprivileged, thus helping customers enjoy basic coverage while accumulating assets. Two, leading digital service and tools extended into finance, increase acceptance and the usage of digital finance. Three, expand financial education tools and channels to instill citizens with the right financial and investment concepts and raise their living standards. Thank you. That's great to hear some really good advice there. What about you, Uyin? From a point of view who are doing impact business, I think that many of us hear about the famous quote, like, business cannot succeed in a society that fails. And we may see quite clear during the COVID pandemic. Therefore, I believe sustainability approach or inclusive approach is not just a separate activity or one of our directions to do business, but it should be woven into our core business model and strategy. It should be started from the organization leaders thinking about inclusive sustainability, and then they may look into the business model and value chain to see where we can embed that inclusive approach. For example, we can see how we can provide good services for the people living at the base of the pyramid. Um, They can be into our value chain, they can be our suppliers, distributors, or they can be our consumers. That's just my advice. That's wonderful to hear how that really should be very much embedded from the beginning in these organizations. Thanks for sharing. Edward, what advice would you be giving? First of all, people need to see impact investing as a solution. Impact investing has become a global trend. According to an impact investor survey that Global Impact Investing Network published in 2020, there are about 1,720 impact investment institutions in the world managing 715 billion U.S. dollars in assets with an annual growth rate of as high as 42%. This clearly shows that the world sees the potential of impact investing to bring positive financial return and social impact simultaneously. With opportunities, there are challenges faced by impact investors. Social enterprises often face the dilemma of sticking to their social purposes or following investors' suggestions, which mostly stresses financial return. As for the investors, not being able to track and measure clearly the impact results is their biggest fear when doing impact investing, which even makes them hesitate before making such investments. Under such circumstances, impact investing struggles to gain momentum. This is exactly why CERT comes up with SIPs, and we hope as SIPs has now been proven feasible with its first investments. More and more business people will join us. Thanks very much for sharing that. To finish off then, 
We commonly ask our interviewees to share books or resources that they'd be recommending to our global listeners. Sean, what books would you recommend? Actually, there are so many books in Taiwan, especially I would recommend one that's published in Taiwan, Investing in the Future of the Earth, ESG Navigation Map. It was published in April 2022 in line with the theme of 2022 World Earth Day, Investing in Our Planet. The Taiwanese Academy of Banking and Finance compiled past research results for this book at the hope of inspiring the financial industry in time. This book calls for contribution from business and individual for more prosperous and equitable future through collective action for social change. EHG has become a universal value to be pursued and the key to the future transformation in financial institutions. These authors use actual cases and the latest statistical data to show what are the key issues in financial institutions has been facing recently, including how to address ESG risk and why it is so critical, how to integrate bank credit practice with ESG, and how ESG investment attracts market attention and how to cope with climate change and the net zero emission in 2050. It can serve as a guide in Taiwan financial industry and play an important role in society and economy. That's my recommendation. Thank you. Sounds like a great book. Thanks very much for sharing. Uyin, what about yourself? What book would you recommend? I think it's not a book, but it's my most recent inspiring resource. Sustainability strategy and report of IKEA is very big companies and very famous for their ambition of sustainability strategy. I can learn a lot from their case study. In their strategy and report, we can learn about how they build, plan and execute their sustainability strategy and also specific activities to achieve their ambition to become positive climate business by 2030. Also, we can learn about how they are shifting their business model into a circular business model, how they inspire the people to live sustainable lifestyle and how they can generate positive social impacts across the value chain from the resources. I'm also very inspired and now our product development team can apply their circular design method in our development process and also we are planning to explore and set up a new business line for new sustainable materials like recycled plastic traditional natural fibers. I think if you want to learn what other business, especially the large company, are doing to help the earth and also society, you can search and see more about their sustainability report. It sounds like a good one. Thanks very much for sharing that. And finally, Edward, let's hear about your book that you'd be recommending. The first book is Taiwan Sustainability Risk Survey Report jointly published by KPNG, CERT, and several other supporting organizations. For listeners in Taiwan, CERT and KPMG Taiwan recently launched Taiwan Sustainability Risk Survey Report, which is the first survey that digs into the social, environmental, and economic risks in Taiwan. I encourage everyone to read the report to precisely identify the risks that might pose threats to our everyday lives and business operations and try to pop up new ideas to change the status quo. There are also impact investing related materials. As for listeners from all around the world, it is recommended to check out publications related to impact investing from Global Impact Investing Network, Asia Venture Philanthropy Network, European Venture Philanthropy Network, and so on. This organization provides insightful articles that help readers better understand the advantage and challenges of impact investing. 
Thanks very much for sharing that, Edward. It sounds like a great read. And finally, I just wanted to thank all of you for sharing your really generous insights and time today. Congratulations to all of you on winning the APSIPA Inclusive Business Award. And we'll absolutely be looking forward to tracking your journeys and the great work that you do down the path. Thank you again. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below. And remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.